Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Or submit a product list. Then we need to get them on the phone and figure out what they're doing because that's not, I mean, unless they want you to, it wouldn't make sense because they have multiple clients. So there is an option for the private label companies to register on behalf of the contract manufacturer. So you would register on behalf of Century Solutions and submit your products on a product list. But They've already registered, I and mean, it wouldn't make sense for you to register on behalf of them because you're not their only customer. Right. They have many, they they have many customers. So let me so, ask a question. Is there, is there a cost involved with registering all these, these brands or flavors? Uh, I mean, it's a very time-consuming. There's no, there's no fee. There's no, there's no uh, you know, application fee. It's just you, you literally have three weeks now to make sure that Century Solutions uploads you know, a, a product list that includes your products. But I don't know right. how many yeah. customers they have, who, how many, you know, how many thousands of products that they make. Yeah. You know, because each each unique product needs to be labeled or uh, needs to be on the list. So each flavor, in each nicotine concentration, in each bottle size, is a separate right. SKU that needs to be registered or listed. Yeah, we so were that's the impression they had to do that as well, and then they came back to say, "No, it's on you. You have to do that." And we're like, no, "How would we have to do that? Because you're actually manufacturing it. We're just a, a marketing company, basically." Um, so yeah, they they are not doing it. We need to get them. Um, you know, we need to get them up to speed ASAP. I mean, you can help them. Trust me. I mean. It would probably be a monumental task. So my other contract manufacturing companies, you know, they're having their customers like you prepare the product list and gather all the labeling and all the stuff associated with your products. Um, and so you can certainly help them and make sure that, they're, you know, there's probably going to be a separate list for each of their customers. So there'll be a separate list for vape. But it's associated with their manufacturing um, registration. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, so uh, that would help them out a lot if we got the information together for them and, and submit it to them. Then they can review it and tweak what they have to and then submit it. Yeah, that's easy. Right. We could do that. that that's easy on our part. Um, I just want to circle back, though, so because we, we were told different things by them on everything, so I, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page because they might not be getting the correct information. So the August uh, 8th deadline... What does that, like you're saying that's for pre the two-year grace period? I don't understand what that is. Can you go into more details about what that means? So only all products, so, so, so there's different categories of tobacco products. Well, actually, there's two categories, pre-2007 and post-2007, okay? Anything that was on the market prior to February 15, 2007 is grandfathered. And grandfathered products do not have to go through pre-market approval process. Anything on the market after February 15, 2007 
is not grandfathered and has to go through a pre-market approval process. Now, for deemed products, deemed meaning, you know, you understand what that means, right? Deemed meaning deeming regulation products like e-cigarettes and e-liquids. Uh-huh. Right. Those, FDA is retroactively applying the Tobacco Control Act requirements to the deemed products because the deeming regulation went into effect on August 8th of this year. But what they're saying is, okay, if you are not a grandfathered product, meaning pre-2007, which you're not, no one is, then you are, if you are a product that was on the market, introduced to the market between February 2007 and August 8, 2016, then, because the rule, the rule just became effective on that date, if you're on the market up and, you know, on that date, then you don't have to submit a pre-market application to FDA in advance. You have you have a you can take advantage of a two-year grace period. Okay, but, because then so now, now now all PMTAs are due in August 2018, two years from now, or actually a year and a half from now, I guess. Okay, so otherwise, a new product that is intended to be introduced after August. Eighth of this year, you can't do that. You can't come to market with a new flavor, with a new e-liquid. You have to first get PMT approval, and then you can come to market. And what is that? And that's what a two-year review. That is going to be uh, very, very costly, expensive, potentially. Uh, you know, they're saying half a million to a million dollars per skew, because you have to do a whole range of clinical studies and non-clinical studies. Well, we're, trying to get to, we're trying to change. We're, you know, we're, we're in a lawsuit arguing that that whole thing is unreasonable. So that might change at some point. But well, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Gene. If okay, so say you have that grace period of two years. Does that mean after the two years is up, which even if you were post or pre August 2016, uh, I'm sorry, even if you were pre 2016, in two years you would have to fill out this application and spend that kind of money. Yes. If you do not submit a PMTA by the August 2018 deadline, then you're off the market. Everyone is off. So either way, you're going to have to come up with that money if the law stands the way it is. Yes. And you have to start now. I mean, you can't just, it's not just a form you fill out. It's just like a new drug application. Yep. Uh, There's a guidance document out there. But if you had, if you had, if you had the product on the market pre-August 8th, 2016, then you don't have to go through that ever or only for the two oh, years? Yeah, Dana, you have to do it in 2018. You just have to right. two years yeah. period. You're allowed to continue on the market with your product right now until that deadline. Right. So okay. if you were like, you know, if I like wanted to start an e-liquid business today, I couldn't do that. The market is frozen. Right. The market froze on August 8th. If you want to come up with a new formulation, like you want, if you're testing, if you're testing e-liquids to come up with new fancy flavors, you can't. You're done. The market froze right. on August 8th. You cannot well, come to market with a new product. Let me ask you this, Azim. If we had the flavors, because they, they had all the flavors, so we never created something new. Century already had it. So if we had a brand and we wanted to spin off a brand but the same flavor, same formulation, everything, just a, we, under a different label, is that doable or that's frozen too? If that product was, in fact, 
market it, if you have documentation that it was you know, sold, if it was made available for sale, even under a different brand name, then you could, then you could take advantage of that and, and market it. But you need to have proof that it was sold under the different name um, on August 8th. Okay, now, um, now did, you, did you guys discuss all this last time? Uh, yeah, pretty I mean, much. A while yeah. ago, I even gave you guys okay. a pretty detailed memo that explained all this right after the rule came out. All right, and then, um, right. but my point is, you're still no matter, now, question is, now we fast forward past the grace period. Um, now you're past the grace period, you have to have, and all along you have to be working on this. Who, who does that fall on to get these flavors um, approved? Isn't that the manufacturer or is that the guy like us, the label guy? Well, you know, it, it, the label guy is your product. Presumably it's your, it's your intellectual property, you know, the formulation. Um, so uh, most likely you would be the one to submit it. However, it's going to be really a combination effort between the labels and the manufacturers. Well, we don't, that's the thing with us. We just basically went to them. We're wet labeling their product. They basically have product. They have, you know, they have formulations. We don't even have the formulations. They don't tell us what they are. We don't know what they are. They own and have all the formulation. All we did was put it on our label. Picked up, I mean, we need to sit down and really negotiate with them this whole situation and say, well, listen, we want to keep marketing the vape brand. We have a customer following. We're, you know, we have uh, built up some, some, you know, um, some brand recognition. And you want, if you want to keep marketing it after 2018, you and Sensory need to come out with some way to develop the PMTI for your products. And I don't know if you share the cost of it. I mean, I, I mean that's what we have to negotiate with that because obviously they know the formulation. They're going to want we're going to be able to have. They're in the best position to um, to, to well, prepare PMTA because they know the contents of the liquid. Well, the other thing is, and this is where it's like an issue for us. If we had to come up with the cost, they use these same flavors across different brands. So, for instance, one of our flavors is um, lavenberry. Um, that I've seen. I, I know specifically other people that carry that same flavor that we do. We might call it a different name but it's the same exact formulation, same exact flavor. Mm -hmm. so, I see here an opportunity to get for Century Solution to, to come up with a way to crowdfund a PMTA. You know, they, come, they go to all their customers who are selling this lavender berries and say, listen, we're going to work. We want to you know, work together to get your, this lavender berry formulation approved. But we, you know, the five companies or ten companies who market Lavender Berry under their different brand name can all come together and pull resources to fund the PMTA. And you know, that's one way of thinking about doing it. You know, is working with Century Solutions to to crowdfund these sources because, like you said, you're not the only ones who sell this particular flavor. It's just your brand name. So they they want. Sensory, the FDA sensory to register their okay, flavor and then. Oh. He had to jump off. What happened? He had, uh, he had to take another call. Jump off a minute. Hey, sorry about that. Sorry. So I was saying, like, that essentially the FDA wants 
you know, kind of what building on what Mike is saying that sensory is the one who's creating the flavor. They have to register and pay the money. Then every brand that uses that same flavor has to register and pay the same money, even if it's the same exact. No, 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 no. It's one, it's one payment of $500,000 by sensory, but if sensory wanted to crowdfund that because they have 20 brands using that same formulation, then it's split up amongst the brands. If they, if, if, if they, everyone agreed to that. So the 500,000, by 20 or whatever the case may be to get that approved. It's a one shot for everybody. Which this all makes sense. This all makes perfect sense. They, the real deal is with the people manufacturing the, the liquid, we're just the, the marketing arm and it really falls on their shoulders yeah. to get it all done. That being said, if we want our flavors, they could say, well, you're making money off this and if you want to continue to make money off this, you need to jump in and help us with the question. Right. And, and what you, the way that you describe how they operate is they, you know, they have the formulas and they just allow you to brand it. That's all the more reason why they are required to list the product on their registration. And they, you know, what right. they do right. register formulations and products that are also being marketed by other companies. Now, they have to upload each label. So if they sell lavender berries, to vape and five other companies, um, that each of those is a unique product because the label makes it a makes it a unique product for registration purposes, um, or the brand name does. So right. when they register lavender berry, they would upload, they would list it, you know, ten times or whatever, however many times, um, you know, the the, the different brand names. Uh, right, just different labels. Um, are they working with a, with attorneys, um, Sensory? Do you know? They, I think they are. They said they were. I, you know, I thought they've worked with you in the past, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but they, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're the ones that recommended you. Right. No, I've spoken to them, but I don't represent them. Well, that, that was our other thing. We wanted to make sure if you're doing. That, that was another question you had, Mike. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we wanted to engage with you and make sure that you're representing our best interests. And uh, because, to be quite honest with you, um, they've they've given us a lot of information. I think specifically, especially in this case, uh, to take burden off of them and place it on us. And I don't know if they did that with all of well, I mean, so We're just lucky. I, I do represent situations. Um, you know, for example, where I, I represent the contract manufacturer as well as the brand name. I do have those kinds of um, different, you know, representations. It's not a conflict. I mean, typically, it's not a conflict because the law is the law. I mean, they have to register. It's not like I'm telling them something to benefit you right now. That's just the way it is. Well, um, I'll be honest with you. The way they presented this whole thing, and I guess it was told in the prior conversation, if I knew this, our conversation would be very different. Um, they were saying, or it was presented to me, that we get our brand in by August 8th. So get as many brands in as you can now, multiple brands, if you want to see the future, by August 8th. Okay. Yeah. And then you're grandfathered in, and that's it. It's not like in two years we would have to pay $500,000 to continue doing business. It was like if you didn't get in by this August 8th, you only have two years left to sell stuff. And then after the two years is up, you're out. That's how. I mean, that's just no. That's they're they're only giving you half the story there. 
I mean, your products are still, they, they, they are allowed to be on the market for two years, but everyone has to submit a PMT in two years. Um, it's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of cost. It's going to kill the industry, which is why we're following a lawsuit. You know, so hopefully we win our lawsuit and in, in two years, you know, we get rid of that requirement. But certainly, certainly, you know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that, you know, you still have to do. You know, someone has to register. Um, uh, someone has to submit the ingredients to FDA. By uh, well, you could do that. You could do that. Well, no, we don't even have the ingredients. They don't give us anything. Right. We don't have any formulations so, or ingredients. So then, you know, they would have well ingredients meaning. Oh, you don't even know like how much. Yeah. So I mean, you'd have to work with them to get the ingredients. Um, to to submit to FDA, which is due. That's a separate requirement. That's due on February eighth. Yeah, they haven't. We, we've uh, they've kept it like the secret sauce, and we were just, you know, again, we've been treated this whole time as a white label company, white labeling their product, uh, yeah. almost as a marketing company. And uh, but you know, to the point. Do you make more than um, five million in revenues a year? No. Uh, okay, so because of that, you're you're considered a small scale company, and a small scale company. Your ingredient list not due until um, August of next year. Your registration product listing is still due at the end of the year. So, but I'm just you know you have a little bit of time in terms of the ingredients. But it won't matter if Sensory doesn't get their shit together and submit their product list for three weeks. Yeah, so we're gonna get them on the phone and then we need to maybe get you as on a conference call with them uh, if that's yep. possible, so they can hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, the other thing, so let's circle back now on the equipment end because really that's the business we were initially in. Um, if it's not manufactured, if it's manufactured out of the U.S. and we continue on forward selling it, are we? And again, we're not manufacturing it; we're just reselling. Um, is that uh, all good? If it's being manufactured, sorry, say that one more time. If it's not being manufactured in the U.S., so it's in China or wherever else. Yeah. Um, we don't have to do anything on our end if That's we're just correct. a reseller? You're right. There's, there's no registration for that product. Um, uh, you know, the same, you know, eventually you'll, you'll have some, someone will have to submit a PMCA. And in the same August 8th requirement, you can't introduce a device now that wasn't already on the market um, back on August 8th. Well, if it was in the market, but not with us, we were just reselling. But they sold it to ten other stores or distributors. We we would be good with that. Yeah, I mean, yes. So, um, you know, if it's the same device being made by, you know, Kangaroo Tech, and yeah. you're putting your brand on it, and it's the same one someone else is putting that they're putting on their own product, then, um, you know, we want to make sure that they all the directions and regulatory requirements for that original product. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, we had other questions, but I think we need to, because this is going to change things depending on what our answers are from sensory. Um, and as far as what your opinion is, and obviously this is just an opinion, what do you think is going to happen with these rules? Do you think it's going to get changed, or how do you, do you have any feel on that? I'm hoping, you know, we're we're trying really hard to win the lawsuit. There's some 
there's a lot of efforts happening on the lobbying side of things to to because the Trump administration, you know, they want to pull back on regulations. Yeah. This is one of the right. top like ten or fifteen rules that could potentially get pulled back. Got it. Um with with the new administration. So there's a lot of hope on that end as well. Gotcha. Um, now, you have to realize you're in an industry now that has in the United States has a very limited existence remaining. Yeah. Unless something changes. Only a handful of companies, if that, will be able to afford the TMC process for these products. Gotcha. You know, there will be some survivors, but it's not going to be a lot. Oh, it's going to be all big tobacco because they're just going to jump into business then and transfer over, you know, corner to market. Right. Yeah, that's what the assumption is, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So what we'll do is uh, we'll uh, – We'll circle back with them uh, tomorrow and just kind of, you know, tell them because they, they've given us completely different information and um, and let them know that they at least need to get this stuff uh, listed and then we can uh, turn around and then, uh, you know, figure out a long-term game plan. Okay. If I haven't yet, I'll shoot you our, our, our summary of the requirements. Um, yeah, I'll submit to you tonight. I appreciate that. And then uh, we'll... Uh, yeah, that's good. So um, just, uh, I think you might have, I don't know if you have my email. You might have, I think you have Dana's. Does he have Dana's? Yes. Just, mm-hmm. So send it to him, uh, and then we'll, uh, I'll shoot you an email directly from me once you send that over, and uh, we'll let you know when we're going to jump on a call again after we speak with Sensory. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, taking our call, Lee. No problem. Talk yeah, thank you. you very much. Thank you, sir. Okay, right, no bye-bye. problem. Sure.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.